Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. <coughs> well, tonight, amen, I want to minister a message entitled, The Father's Heart. The Father's Heart, amen. It's because of the Father's Heart towards us and, and, and the Father's Heart towards you and me and everyone, and the, the whole world, amen. He sent His Son during this season that we celebrate. Jesus, as I said before, is not only just the reason for the season, Jesus is the reason, period. That's going to be my new statement there, period. If you ever hear this anywhere else, I started it, amen. Jesus is the reason, period. Somebody say period. Hallelujah. So 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 2, it says this. To, my Tim- uh, to Timothy, my true son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God, the Father, and Christ Jesus, our Lord. I, I want to look at the motivation of a father. The definition of motivation is this. The act or the process of giving someone a reason for doing something, the condition of being eager to act or work, it means drive. Amen. Motivation is drive. <coughs> How many know that we need some motivation to keep going? How many need some coffee to motivate you to get going in the morning? Amen. So there's, there's things. Motivation is, is a drive for us. Amen. Of all the disciples in the faith, Paul worked or i would say that from all the ones that he worked with i would say that timothy was probably the the closest to him we we heard about paul and timothy on sunday right he was an encourager he was a, a father of faith to timothy he's the one that told him you know what stir up that gift inside of you he's the one that encouraged him don't be shy timothy come on he didn't give you a a, a spirit of fear but he gave you a, a what power love and a sound mind. Amen. That's what we learned on Sunday. So this, this, these two guys are the same. And so Paul, uh, was a, was his, was a disciple or amen. He, this Timothy was his disciple. Amen. And so he was really close to Timothy. Amen. And wherever, whenever Paul will address Timothy, he would never say to my assistant. He would never say my follower. He never say my little Timmy. Amen. Or the, or you know what? My little brother in the faith. When he wrote, he would say, my son in the faith. And this comes from a heart, church. You guys, like you guys here, you guys are are our second family for my wife and I, amen. So we look at you guys as as spiritual kids to us, amen, as sons and daughters to us, amen. And so this scripture is part of a letter from a spiritual father to a spiritual son. Now, I want you to understand something here, that one of our goals here at PCLV is to be a disciple-making church. 
Come on, somebody say amen. We, we got a disciple. I mean, we encourage each other. We build each other up, amen. And that's how we grow as a church, amen. We just don't come in here and go home. We disciple each other. We, we, we help each other how to be a better husband, how to be a better wife, how to be a better father, daughter, uh, you know, uh, mother, all this other, all this stuff, amen. Better kid, amen. Everything, amen. It's, it's discipling each other, amen. And so you, because, if you, because if you want to be a disciple maker, you have to have a heart for it. And you have to need, you have to, you really need the Father's heart. You know, when, as, as a pastor, I mean, I, I want, I want His heart. Uh, that way I can pursue and, and be what I need to be for you folks here. Amen. And so listen, if you have the heart of a father, you will not judge by what you see. Come on, you will look at the heart of the person. You know, we, the world looks at the outside. Right? The world can look at the outside and they can look at a person, and, and, and a guy that's all tattooed out, amen, and, and the world will look at him in a certain way. I, you know, when you have the Father's heart, you don't look at the outside. You look at the heart of the person. Amen. I don't judge it by, by your past. I don't judge by what you've been through. I, I, I look, we look at the heart. Amen. And, and that's what God does. He looks at our hearts. Amen. And that's just what we need to do. Amen. Paul loved and cared Timothy because he was his son in the faith. And he wanted Timothy to know that our relationship goes beyond just doing ministry together. Come on, it goes beyond outreaches or revivals or conferences. Our relationship, he's telling Timothy, is at a personal level. I mean, you can call me anytime, Timmy. You, we, we can hook up. You can talk to me anytime. I'll make time for you. So Paul here is showing a father to a son, say, this is at a personal relationship. So in his letters to Timothy, Paul shows the concerns of a true father's heart to a son. Amen. Letters back then, when you see the letters in the, in the Bible, as you read these letters, they were to reinforce or encourage somebody. Right? Doesn't the Bible encourage you? When you start to read it, it they're, they're encouragement. Those are letters that were wrote, amen. They were back then to reinforce. They were back there to, back then to encourage. And still today, you can read these letters from these men of God, these women of God, amen, to encourage us here today in 2023. And I, I, I've seen believers, amen. I've seen people that go to church that wander with no direction, amen. They move from church to church and they move from pastor to pastor. And I believe the reason is that they don't have a spiritual father, amen. Come on, there's no one that can speak or able to or allow to speak destiny or correction over them. Come on, I read a post on Facebook that says this. I want you to listen to this. If your pastor can't correct you, they can't cover you. No accountability is a liability. If you, if you are ready to leave every time you get rebuked, then you're not looking for a covering. You're looking for a cover-up. Did you get that? Come on. See, if I can't correct you, amen, I can't protect you. I can't cover you. I can't cover you, amen. And if you have no accountability, it's a liability. Come on, somebody. And come on, if you just get up and gone because I have to correct you on something or rebuke you on something, like I said, you're not looking for a covering. You're looking for a cover-up. Amen. Come on, a father disciplines his children. And it's not to belittle, and it's not to, to, to put you down. It's to build you up. 
Come on, that's what a loving father does. Amen. Can somebody say amen? First Corinthians chapter 4, 14 through 17 says this. I'm writing uh, this not to shame you, but to warn you as my dear children. Even though you have thousands of guardians in Christ, you don't have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I, and this is Paul speaking him into the church, I became your father through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you to imitate me. For this reason, I have sent you Timothy, my son, who I love, who is faithful in the Lord. See, what we need is father-disciple-making relationships. You see, the church of Corinth, if you read the, the church of Corinth, you read Corinthians, amen, it was planted by Paul, it was watered by Apollos, and it was pastured by Peter. Now, this church was full of the word. I mean, this church moved in the gifts, amen, but this church had some issues. Come on, I mean, the church has some issues, hallelujah. Come on, this church dealt with fornicators, they dealt with people that would flesh out, there was no unity, it was dysfunction, disorder, it was just everything. I mean, they, 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 they moved, they loved, but there were some problems in that church. This church needed someone to guide them. So Paul wrote them to show them the way to maturity and to lead them into destiny. And so he tells them, listen, guys, I want you to imitate me. I want you to follow me as I follow Christ. Amen. I, I want to be your spiritual father in the faith. I, I want to speak correction over you. I want to speak destiny over you. I want to speak spiritual blessings over you and direction for your life. How many of those are good things? Come on, I, 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 you know, I don't want you to just come here, feel good, and then I say, okay, go. And then you call, and, and I say, well, just figure it out. I mean, what kind of help is that, right? Come on, I, I want to direct. I want to speak. I want to, you know, this is what Paul is saying to the church. He goes, I want to be a spiritual father to you because I care for you. And I want to speak correction, direction, but I want to speak destiny and blessings as well. Listen, father and disciple relationship is a spiritual relationship that moves a disciple to maturity and to destiny in Christ. And that's what needed in the church today. Come on, we need to point people in the right direction. We got, we want to point people, you know what? You got to run the race this way. The, the finish line is that way, folks. It's that, don't go to the side. Don't go to the left. Don't stop running. You know, keep your eye on the prize. Keep running. Keep trusting God. Keep going forward. You can do it. God's going to, you got to encourage, we got to encourage each other. Can somebody say yes? Come on. When Elijah, amen, if you know the story of Elijah and his disciple Elisha, come on. Uh, when, he, when, when, when Elijah was taken from him, he didn't cry out, my prophet, my teacher, my, my pastor. No, he cried out, my father. Elijah was his spiritual father. I mean, church, there's something about a, uh, having a, a father's heart, amen, a, a heart that cares for his disciples. Uh, come on, he wants them nurtured, amen. He wants to help them, amen. He wants them to sustain and, and be, uh, bring fruitfulness to the kingdom of God. Listen, spiritual fathers will invest in people to see them fulfill their destiny in God. You know, my, 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 my thing is to see you grow, Bless and God use you in powerful way, even beyond what I can do. Amen. I want to see you guys grow. Amen. You know, as I was speaking to Gina, right when I brought you up, I said, you know what? I want to see in a year from now that there's going to be something different in his life. 
Something different in his marriage. Something different in his children. They may may not see it right now, but I see some things. Come on, I'm a visionary. I see things, amen. Like Sarah, come on, Sarah, right? God spoke to you saying, come on, it's time to stir that gift up again. Say, I'm here to encourage. I want to I want to see you guys alive and doing some great things and doing things even greater. Even Jesus said, you would even do greater things than i done. Imagine that, doing greater things that, that Jesus done. I mean, he, he raised the dead and opened the blind eyes, yet he says, we'll do those same things. And they'll be all over the world. Come on, through the Holy Spirit. Come on, and that's why I say that you'll do greater things because now God can be everywhere at the same time all over the world. Jesus was at one place at at one time at that time. Now God moves through us, say me, all of us individual all over the world, and that's more powerful. So yes, we're doing greater things than Christ. Can somebody say amen? Come on. A loving father will always encourage. The natural father can either enable or cripple the personality and the character of a child. A loving father will encourage, serve, and speak words of life over his children. Unfortunately, today there are bad fathers out there. Amen. Fathers that abuse, hit, embarrass, speak even death over their children. Spiritual fathers are to make impact upon lives. The father relationship in the Lord is a powerful key, church, in helping disciples fulfill their potential in Christ. Leaders, if you're a leader, a future leader, amen, uh, let me tell you, uh, if you don't have the father's heart, let me tell you, you can sometimes rob people from their destiny. You know, that's why prayer is so important. Reading your word is so important because you want to know the Father's heart. I want to know the Father's heart. I want to make, I want to know what makes his heart tick. I want to make, I want to see what hurts his heart. Amen. I, I want to be like my Father. Amen. So not only uh, as Paul, uh, Paul was telling Timothy, Amen, I want you to imitate me. I want to imitate the Father, the Heavenly Father. Amen. I want to be a Father to, to those that don't have fathers. Amen. Come on. We, we, there, there, there's many people today that there's, there's fatherless. And, and we can be fathers to those out there, amen, and show them the love of the father. In the story of the prodigal son, <coughs> in Luke chapter 15, if you know the story, amen, here, here's a story of a father that has two boys, right? There, there's no girls mentioned, amen. There's two boys. There's not even a wife mentioned, Right? I don't know if the wife passed away or, or something happened to the wife, but it's a father with two sons, and it's a father that has raised his kids in the church. He's a godly father. He's a, he's a good father. He's a, he teaches his sons well, and now the youngest one, the mocoso, comes, and he says, you know what, pops, I want to leave. He feels like, you know what, I want to go experience life. I want to go check things out, amen. And so the father, he is so confident that, you know what, I raised my kids right. They know right from wrong. They know who to call on when things go wrong. And so he tells, he says, Pops, I want to go. Give me my share of the estate, right? Give me my inheritance. He wants, what other words he's saying, give me some money. Hallelujah. He says, I want my money. And so back then they would, they would divide the heritage, amen, among the boys first. Of course, the oldest one is supposed to get it first. 
But he sees this young one. He says, okay, he's, he's saying that he's chosen as a man. So he gives him his share of estate, amen, of his an inheritance, amen. And then he goes and he what? He blows it all. He goes to Las Vegas and he blows everything. Hallelujah. I mean, he spends it all. He's, he's, I mean, he's, he's with prostitutes. He's, I mean, he's, he's really going all out. And the story goes on to say that he ends up at a pig pen working there and he's so hungry that he wants to eat the pig food, the food that the, the pigs are eating. And at that moment, the Bible says that he came to his senses. And he says, what am I doing here? I had it so good with my father. And he says, you know what? I'm going back home. And he goes and he prepares a speech. He says what he's going to tell his father. And he says, I've repented. I've turned. And all the stuff that he learned from who? Dad. And so he says, you know what? I'm going home. I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to repent. And I'm going home. And that's how the Bible is. And so it's, it goes on where it says the father saw his son from a distance. I mean, the, the, the kid is far away, but he sees a small image coming over the hills. And he says, man, he knew with a, without a shadow of doubt, that's my boy. My son is coming home. And, and so when he saw his son from a distance, the Bible said that the father was filled with love and he was filled with joy that the father ran to his son as soon as he recognized him. Now it says in Luke chapter 15, verse 20, so he says, so I got up, and this is the son getting up from that pig pen. He says, so I got up and I went to, the fa to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him, and he ran to his son and threw his arms around him and kissed him. Right here, you can see, uh, come on, the father, amen, a father's heart, amen, a, a loving father, amen. It wasn't the father crossing his arms. It wasn't the father saying, you know what, I'm going to wait for him to come to me. I ain't going to him. He didn't say, you know what, I knew you'd be back, amen. Why Why are you here? You ran out of money, amen. I knew you would fail, amen. Come on, he, he didn't throw any of that at, at, this, at his son. And it says right here in Luke chapter 15, 22 to 25, as the story goes, it says, But the father said to his, his servants, Quick, bring a best, the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and now is alive again. He was lost and now he's found. And so they began to celebrate. Come on. Come on, here's a father, amen. He says, you know what? It doesn't matter what my son has done. It doesn't matter where he's been. It doesn't matter how much he's lost, amen. He says, my son was dead, and now my son is alive, amen. My son was lost, but now he's found, amen. He's home again. Let's have a party. Man, that's how it should always be, right? When someone comes home, gets a backslider gets home, someone gets saved, amen. Come on, they have a party, in heaven, did you know that? This is when the lost soul comes home, all heaven rejoices. Come on. And sometimes it's hard for us to even give a little clap for somebody. Come on. Come on. It's like, come on, let's celebrate. Here's a father saying, come on, I don't care what my son's done. 
He came to his senses. I don't care how much money he lost. I don't care what he done, amen, or where he's been, amen. He came to his senses. Come on, he repented from his ways, and he wants to come home. That should be a celebration. Can somebody say amen? Right there, we see the father's heart, amen. He puts the family ring on him, meaning you belong, son. You belong to this family. He puts shoes on his bare feet and he puts a robe on his back. He brings a covering over him now. Now, not only does he belong, but now I got you, son. I cover you. You're, you're part of this kingdom. You're part of my household. And then he invites everyone for a barbecue. Come on, carne asada. I mean, they're having everything. I mean, how, whatever you like, it's there. Hallelujah. I mean, they're partying. There's another part of the story to that, but we don't have time tonight. Disciple making, listen church, is a process that only operates out of this kind of heart. Disciple making only can come out of this type of person who really wants to see another person fulfill his or her destiny. This is kind of heart that we need to have for people. Come on, it doesn't matter how they came back. It doesn't matter what they even said out there. Come on, it doesn't matter. Well, you didn't, Pastor, you don't know what they told, what they said about you out there. It doesn't matter. They're home. They came back home. They could have gone to any other church, but they came back here. They, they came and they repented, and so we should celebrate. Come on. All of us have been through that season, amen, where we, we, we left the church and we come back. We need this kind of heart, church. The only acceptable motivation for disciple-making is obedience to God and love for his people. Amen. This is what motivates us. This is what motivates me as I obey and as we love. If we do those two things, everything else will flow. We got to obey God and we got to love people. All people, Pastor? Yeah. All people. I got to love her? Yeah. <laughs> that's your sister. How about him? Yes, that's your brother. How about them? Yeah, they're our family. <laughs> Come on. How I many sometimes we, we don't, we don't, I mean, if you grow in the house, I had five siblings in my house, amen, but there was times that we didn't like each other. But you know what? I'll protect my brother. I'll protect my sister. Don't talk about my brother. I may not like him right now, but don't talk about him. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll put my hands on him. Not you. But we're going to protect our family, right? There's times that we're not going to like each other. But let me tell you, church, we got to love each other. We got to work things out. We are a family. Can somebody say amen? And so we got to work things out. Amen. We got to just iron things out and yeah there are going to be times that we don't agree with each other or you know what I didn't like how she said this or that they said that but but you know what don't don't live there move on work it out misunderstanding talk it out you maybe you thought that you said this or said that we need to talk church we're a family we should be able to talk amen and, and work things out, amen. But but this is what, what takes in disciple making. It's the motivation of obeying God, loving God, but loving each other. Right? Come on, he didn't just come save me and my family. He didn't just come to save me and a certain race, amen. He came to save the whole world. 
we got to come together, no matter what race, nationality, whatever you are, we love each other. Can somebody say amen? Jesus questioned Peter three times, right? We know that Peter denied Jesus how many times? Three times, right? He denies him. He tells him. And Peter doesn't believe it, amen, so he denies him. He go, he, he starts to weep. He's bitter, amen, because he did that, amen. He felt embarrassed. He felt shameful. Uh, and so he runs, amen, and now Jesus comes. He resurrects from the dead, amen. He goes, finds Peter, amen, and he tells him what? Do you love me? Right? He tells Peter, Three times, three times he denied him. Three times he says, Peter, do you love me? Of course, he said, you know I love you. You know I love you, Jesus. Peter, do you love me? I love you. The third time, Peter, do you love me? And he says, God, you know everything. You know I love you. And he tells him, well, then feed my sheep. Care for them. Disciple them. Peter, go back to what I called you to do. I've forgiven you. Come back to the kingdom and do what you're supposed to do. Come on, somebody. You see, there's no cheating in disciple making. You can't fake it to make it. Come on, you can't fake loving people. It has to be real. It has to flow from your heart. And you need the Father's heart because disciple making is is a, a heart issue. That, 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 that issue that is based on love. So we got to get our hearts right that we can love better. We know that he loved us. But when we start to understand how much he loved us, but by, by dying on that cross for us and shedding his blood for us, then we have to understand that we have to love each other the same way. And that means to forgive each other for our things that we do. Things that we do. <laughs> You know. <laughs> Come on, there's a saying, amen, in the world that says, love is what makes the world go round, amen. Everything we do, everything that we are in Christ has to be in love. That is the foundation that is built on. That cross was built on love. He hung on that cross because of his love for you and I. It was love that held him. It was not those nails it was his love for all humanity and for all generations. Amen. That is the love of Christ. Amen. It, it started with love and it will end with love. For God so loved the world. Love was his motivation. Love was his drive for us, church. 1 Corinthians 13, 1-3 says this. If I speak in tongues of men or angels but do not love, I'm just a resounding glong or a clanging cymbal if i have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all the mysteries and all the knowledge and have all the faith that can move mountains but do not love i am nothing if i can give all that i possess to the poor and give over my body to hardships that i can boast but do not love i gain nothing verse 13 now says these three remain faith somebody say faith Hope, somebody say hope, and love. But the greatest of this is love. Goes back to love, church. Love does make the world go around. But love is needed. 
for us to grow. And, and we got to know the Father's love to us, and that's the relationship that we have to have for each other to see people grow and go into their destination. Self-interest, personal ambition, or pride, listen, church, those three things will clog the flow it's, that's required in disciple-making. If any of these things are in part of you that you're looking for self-interest or personal gain or trying to grab a spotlight or platform ministry or have pride inside of you, it's going to clog the flow of what's required to make disciples. 1 John 3, 16 says this, For we know what love is because Jesus gave his life for us. So we ought to give up our lives for our brothers and for our sisters. So what we do for the gospel church, we give up our rights, right? The right to be offended. We give up our everything, church. Right? My wife, we, we gave up our life in, that was in L.A. to come here to L.V. Hallelujah. We gave up our rights. We gave up our everything. We gave up our dreams, our ambitions, all for the gospel. Because this is more rewarding than any job. Amen. This is a job. Hallelujah. It's a work. It's a passion. It's a drive. Amen. This is better than anything, church. Not, not, nothing wrong with chasing dreams. There's nothing wrong with education. There's nothing wrong with having a great job. We, we need all that. But you know what? We have to give up some things for the gospel. Amen, right? We, we can't do what we want to do anymore. Right? You get You get saved. This does not become Burger King. You can't have it your way. Come on. It has to be God's way or the highway. Hallelujah. Come on. That's why it says, you know what? Whatever you want to do on the world, the road is broad. But if you want to go into the kingdom of God, it's a very narrow road, very narrow gate, and a few people go that way. So we made this choice. You know what? We got to walk like this. Amen. We we gotta, we gotta stay in the straight and narrow, man. If we go to the left, to the right, that's when we get into trouble, right? And so we, we chose this. God never forces us. God doesn't say get saved. We come and because we needed something. I came because I wanted my life changed. I was done and I knew that God was the only way out that can restore and, and, and fix my home, fix my marriage. All of us were here, right? Because of that thing, we were tired of our lives. And we knew that God was the only way of fixing it. And so we have to give up some things, amen. But when you give up, you gain. Right? To live is Christ and to die is gain. We have to die in order to gain, church. Hallelujah. You see, to be a disciple maker, the interest must be in others, not in self. It must be driven and motivated by love. Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord some praise. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm going to close tonight. Amen. There must be a motivation that drives us in serving and discipling others, encouraging others, church. We need father-disciple relationships in the church. Uh, that's what my wife and I are here. We're spiritual parents. Amen. doesn't matter what the age factor is. Amen. It's like Sister Marjorie. She's, she's, a, she's a spiritual daughter to us. Hopefully she looks at me as, a, as someone, not only a pastor, but a dad in some way. 
Amen. I'm not here to replace anybody's dad or, or mom. Don't, don't get me wrong. Who's your daddy? Pastor's my daddy. Not you no more. No, it's not that. Amen. But, but you know what I'm talking about, right? I'm not here to replace your dad. I'm not here to replace anybody's dad. Cause you know what? There are great dads out there. But you know what? I'm here to help those that are, maybe have a dad lacking or maybe never had a dad direct him in the right way. I'm here to just be a spiritual dad. Uh, spiritual mom and dad that's all we're here to do amen because we just want the best for you and hopefully you can see the heart of our lives that's how how we display it to you guys that we want everybody to succeed and grow amen you know if you you don't want to look at me as a dad that's okay too amen you know hopefully i can just be your pastor amen and a shepherd for you but but i i want i want to encourage you and that's what a dad does he encourages he wants to see his kids grow and succeed and and do and be and be happy and all this stuff, amen. But I'm there to help them along the way and, you know, to help them and teach them and stuff like that. Because not only do I just minister, I teach people basic stuff. You know, what a father would teach a son, how to balance a checkbook, how to do these things, how to how to balance or, 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 or uh, you know, bring a, a balancing of a budget in your home. I, I'm, I'm here to help in all those areas. You know, I want you to succeed you know, you let me in, I can help. We can help. Amen? That, that's, what, that's what a dad does, right? How to fix a car, how to change a tire. You don't know how to do that? I'll help you. I know I'll do all those. Things I don't know, we YouTube it. <laughs> we'll find a way. Hallelujah. If not, we got Pastor Vic. Pastor Vic fixes everything. Amen? Hallelujah. Anything mechanical, he does it.